Hi and welcome to another episode of Discourses by Akhil Harris. Well, today's episode is about Dwight D. Eisenhower. So today, as always, I'll put up a clip from one of his profound speeches and then uh, I'll do an analysis about it. Let's get started. Akin to and largely responsible for the sweeping changes in our industrial military posture has been the technological revolution during recent decades. In this revolution, research has become central. It also becomes more formalized, complex, and costly. A steadily increasing share is conducted for, by, or at the direction of the federal government. Today, the solitary inventor, tinkering in his shop, has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists in laboratories and testing fields. In the same fashion, the free university, historically the fountainhead of free ideas and scientific discovery, has experienced a revolution in the conduct of research, partly because of the huge costs involved, a government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. For every old blackboard, there are now hundreds of new electronic computers. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, project allocations, and the power of money is ever-present and is gravely to be regarded. Yet in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. It is the task of statesmanship to mold, to balance, and to integrate these and other forces, new and old, within the principles of our democratic system, ever aiming toward the supreme goals of our free society. Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was the 34th President of the United States, and I believe his main objective was to ensure that the communists don't take over the world. And in that way, we have a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I also believe that the actions and the decisions taken during his tenure has inadvertently led to the rise of the Cold War. Like if you look at the events that happened during his tenure, it is quite profound in terms of the gravity of the situation. You see, we have the uh, Korean War, the military coup in Iran, the crisis in the Suez Canal, the Hungarian Revolution, the authorized... Well, mm, on a lighter note, there is the authorization of NASA, uh, which also inadvertently led to the rise of the space race. So it balances out there. And one of the major things that happened, I believe, among the plethora of major things is the invasion of Cuba. Like... The fell, in fact, the failed invasion of Cuba, but it was blatant violation of a country's sovereignty. Anyways, Eisenhower, as a personality, was quite an accomplished person. He was accomplished par excellence. Well, even before he became the president, he had served in the two great wars, excuse me, and he was the army chief of staff, and I believe he was the first supreme commander of 
Benito forces. So he was accomplished, one of the most accomplished US presidents. Um, in terms of this speech, if you look at how it is uh, structured and why it became famous, it became famous because of uh, the way it talked about the military-industrial complex. I believe the term military-industrial complex was coined and coined by him and went into the popular vocabulary, the vocabulary of the masses after the speech. Mm, well, we all know what this means. It means that it refers to the vested interest and the influence that the military apparatus of the defense industries have on the public policy. But the prophecy comes in when he talks about technology companies taking the position of of power. Well, he talks about how scientific research are prioritized by technology companies, not which invariably results in research that are conducted on on things that are not of the best importance or or of the best value to the public as a whole. It also talks about, I believe he says something like, the immense resources of these technology companies are able to make public policies for their own good. And that is act actually happening nowadays. And um, this also, I believe, affects, undermines the goals of a free society. Well, just for instance, imagine a technology company uh, partnering up with the with the defense industry, imagine the uh, catastrophic damage these to the partnership can bring. And this was prophesized by a person who uh, lived sixty years ago. That is quite surprising. Anyways, thanks for listening to me, and I hope you have a great day. Cheers.